This is Keyshawn in the morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the doc from 7 to 9 a.m. But don't miss my show, Monday morning on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. That's right. Mahalo. Aloha. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Ahui hoy. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> I used to say to Dave Miller, I know a lot about the hip, but not the hop. <laughs> That's Biggie Smalls. It's Nas. See, I can't tell the difference. But I know they're singing about something that's near and dear to my heart. Because being the son of a carpenter... God, I remember one day going with my dad to a place called Lynbrook on Long Island. And it was great. I got to be with my dad rather than being in school. Never saw him during the week. He was working all the time. Must have been, I don't know, eight years old, nine years old. And I had on my work boots because, you know, I'm a carpenter now. I'm working on the job site. And he's trying to figure out what to do with me. And he was redoing a woman's kitchen in her house. I love the demolition part. So we removed the old cabinets from her kitchen and uh, put them out front for the garbage men to pick them up. And my dad, I'll never forget, he gave me a crowbar and a hammer. And he said, Robbie, you need to debulk these cabinets and make them flat so they could fit in the garbage better. So he said, just bang them apart, use the hammer, use the crowbar, and just separate these cabinets and make them you know, flat pieces of wood again. Sure, no problem. See you later. And he goes back into the house to finish doing his work. And I'm walking around. And I remember stepping on a nail sticking out of one of these pieces of wood. And it was like a 10-penny nail, which is a big nail. I don't know what the 10 means, and I don't know what the penny means as you describe a nail. But it was a 10-penny nail. And I just remember stepping on it and looking at my boot, my figuring, you know, the work boot is indestructible. It's not indestructible. Went right through my boot. And I saw the end of the nail coming through the boot at the top of my foot. Okay? I I was like, wow, that's interesting. Never realizing I should be screaming or crying or something at that age. And I remember pulling that nail out of the bottom of my shoe, the bottom of my foot, the top of my foot. And my father, God bless him, said, you know, Robbie, this happened to me when I worked on the docks, probably in the 1920s, 100 years ago. He said, you know... You need a tetanus shot, you, you know. He said, and you really now you got to worry about getting an infection. And he told me on the docks, they used to pee on their. He peed on his hand because you needed sterile water, and your urine is sterile to clean it up. I'm like going. First of all, I'm not peeing on my hand right now, and I think I should go to the emergency room and get a tetanus shot. I'm eight years old. I'm telling them what to do. Oh God, but I had work boots. And they're not indestructible by the story I just told you. Hell no. But the story of work boots, as it relates to sutures and threads that I use now as a surgeon, is a fascinating one because there was one man, a Jewish immigrant, Nathan Swartz, who came to this country and changed the world by making a waterproof work boot. I want you to listen to the story of Nathan Swartz, born in 1902, 
emigrated here from Odessa, the Ukraine, in Russia with his family. It's a fascinating story of a real creative thinker. Due to the family's deplorable financial situation, Nathan was forced to become an apprentice at one of the small New York shoe stores at the age of 16. The young man did his job well, but he wasn't very happy about the prospect of being a hired worker for the rest of his life. There was barely enough money to rent a small apartment on the outskirts of New York and, on top of that, things were even worse for the elderly parents because given their inability to speak English, as well as their advanced age, it was more difficult for them to find decent jobs. And he's not working in a shoe store to sell in shoes. He's working as a shoemaker, taking a wooden mold of what a foot looks like and then taking tiny little nails and shaping leather pieces around it and then sewing these leather pieces together. Long hours, hard work, lots of use of your hand in a pulling, stretching, strength type of way. This way, the once successful family of hereditary shoemakers was forced to virtually starve, cooped up in a 20 square meter room. Seeing how his elderly parents were forced to eat nothing but stale bread, the young man clearly realized that he had no other way but to strive for something bigger. Since the only area of his expertise was shoemaking, he set the goal of starting his own business. There's nothing more powerful than a dream, a dream in a young person's mind. It's indestructible. However, as it often happens, his dreams didn't really fit into his reality. It took Schwartz more than 15 years of painstaking work under his uncle's supervision to finally save the necessary amount, which would allow him to at least get closer to his dream. By that time, he was the most ordinary 31-year-old shoemaker with absolutely nothing special about him. Like millions of other people around the world, he got up early in the morning and worked hard until late at night, when he could no longer feel his hands. And he probably would have quit this difficult and underpaid job, but he had a dream, which he wasn't ready to give up on. He didn't give up on it. He's 31 years old. All he can save, all he had saved at the time was $2,000, but that was enough to buy half of a shoe-making company. The man decided to invest his modest savings of $2,000 earned over 15 years into buying half of the Abington Shoe Company. After that, it took him another three years to fully take over the company, becoming the sole owner. So now he's 33 years old, and he owns a tiny little shoe company, shoemaking company. But he still has those dreams. He wants to be something big and make a big change. It was very difficult at first, but some of the newly established connections helped him to stay afloat. 